Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Let's bring in Frank Bodani, York Daily Record. Frank, it was so wonderful to see you before the game on Saturday. You as well, Steve. I think I vote always for night games every week. What do you think? <laughs> well, get to bed at 5 in the morning, huh? Yeah, I don't know. I think I got home at 1.30, something like that. And like, That's I was, excellent. I was tired. Well, and I only live five miles from the stadium. <laughs> so that makes right. it a little easier. But, yeah. I mean, it's that's the one thing. I, th- I believe the way I understand it, that at Beaver Stadium, that probably is the last night game for this season. Probably. Ah, okay. Because well, you, you can ah. ve- after yeah. two, you can veto. And I just can't picture in November. Hey, let's go. It's November. We'll see where they're at when it when it gets Michigan time. I guess. Well, right. Exactly. What was your evaluation watching this Saturday? I think the defense is is uh, growing uh, in ways I didn't exactly expect in a good way, and uh, I think it's to me it's uh, as much as what they're actually doing. It's it's the demeanor, the attitude way they're playing um, more than it is any type of particular star power on that team I really like uh, the way they handle adversity they almost just seem to embrace it you can tell by the way they play near the goal line and uh, I think that means a lot just little things you know uh, go back to when there's a Indiana runner trying to get extra yards and squirming away brisker just comes up and just levels him right. and it's just the way you go about it. i mean it's a fair play it's not it's not a dirty play but i like the attitude and i think that could take them further defensively than a lot than than people may think so let's i mean it's the they keep the ball almost for the most part in front of them the down and distance part of it and it seems like they've got a big time player at every level mustafer you know, Smith, mm-hmm. Brisker. It seems like every level has that kind of player. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I now I I, I would harp on that. I think this could be their best secondary yeah. that they've had since they joined the Big Ten. And Penn State fans aren't used to. I mean, they're used to seeing like kind of these shooting stars like the Midas and you have know, James Boyd, that kind of player. And, sure. Marcus Allen, but to have a group of them, I mean, these are guys that are um, skilled in coverage, they're experienced, they got the attitude, they're deep. I think that's a huge difference from previous teams that uh, will pay off. And then if these two young linebackers, you mentioned Brandon Smith and Curtis Jacobs, can kind of reach their potential a little a little quickly. I mean, they're close, I think, on a lot of times, but that could be a big thing in the second half of the year, too. So what did you think of the offense? They ran for over 200. It was done in a different way, but they ran for over 200. What did you think? Uh, I, I, Well, you know what? They went out in the offseason and hired the, spent the money on the, on the best guy they could get to run their offense. So I'm trusting Mike Yersich, and I think uh, – the development of this offense, I mean, the good thing is, is I don't think they've reached anywhere near where they can go. Now, I don't know where, if they're going to get where some people might think, but 
Sean Clifford's got a lot of weapons that are just growing into their roles. I look at tight end. It just keeps popping up to me as they got three really good ones that are still finding their way but could be big weapons, especially even coming up this weekend in Iowa. And um, the running game, you know, I think it's a lot of little things. And I think, but the one thing I think that is visible is Noah Kane does not look like Noah Kane at this point and maybe sort of injury issues. So they're going to have to figure out how they proceed with the number one tailback spot in that rotation, I think, especially yeah. coming up this week. You know, big thing. Especially because Kevin Lee, I think, has a lot of potential. Uh, but it was but it was Kane that was, you know, two years ago out there that really won the game for him in the end with his rugged running. Do they have a guy that can do something like that similar right now? I don't know. Right, uh, and also uh, short, you know, the short yardage part. People have brought up, and yeah, I can understand why they brought it up. I mean, because you want to be consistent, be able to pound one out when you need one. But there's ways to work around it. And I think go back. I to agree. Like, I agree with Mike Yursich. There's ways yeah. to work around it, and I just feel like he's a guy that's going to have them prepared to work around it if they have to. With the short passing game. Um, Good point. You know, getting the ball to the outside quick. Come back to those three tight ends that we that we mentioned. Um, there's other ways than just giving the ball to the the guy behind you and letting him go and forward. You know. Right. No. Exactly. It's a really good point. You know, you took a long look, obviously, at Sean Clifford. We've now watched him into his third year as a starter. What are you seeing in him right now, Frank? Well, it's his most efficient self, and I, I mean, I just notice his eyes being down the field all the time, a lot more. And it's really um, his experience, and um, really just the way that he is handling his decision-making is just excellent, you know, and it's a lot harder, I think, than people realize. But he's not making the mistakes, you know. I mean... It's, he's giving his guys a chance to make this work with if he has to throw the ball away, he does it. But keeping his eyes down the field, I mean, there's two touch, you know, two touchdown plays were prime examples of that where he looks like he's going to run. He just knows where the line is. He just looks confident. He looks in control. And it's going to be a lot on his shoulders. The fewest mistakes, I think, wins Saturday night in Iowa. Yeah, no, no question. Iowa forces a lot of mistakes. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, is there any other way, any other words you can come up with to describe Jahan Dotson to this point? <laughs> uh, wow. I, I mean, a lot, you know, he's just a, he's an elastic guy that plays like three, four inches taller than he is. And, you know, he's one of those guys that he doesn't impress you with his body, which I think is partly sometimes hard to wrap your head around, right? You know, like Jordan Norwood, Deion Butler guys you look like you could push and you could knock them over <laughs> pretty yeah. but yeah. man he he plays tough and he goes up and gets the ball i mean i thought that, his, that first touchdown was two feet over his head and he just uh goes up and makes it look easy and uh you know and 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 how about this the ability to take what defenses give him you know he's not frustrated mm-hmm. and, you know he can't get deep all the time i mean that's he's great at that but he's willing to work work underneath and make the most of it. Him and Parker are both willing to do that. So they can pick, you know, you have confidence that they can pick their way down the field with those guys as well, which is a big thing to have in your pocket. 
Well, I watched Iowa play Maryland on um, Friday night, and then I rewatched the defensive tape this morning. I'll watch the offensive tape tomorrow. But I rewatched the the defensive tape today, and it, it was pretty much what I thought it was, because you know I can get a view of the you know the end zone things uh-huh. like that. I felt like of the seven turnovers, Iowa did an awesome job on two of them: the Belton interception and the fumble recovery on the kickoff return. The other ones, I felt like Tungo Viola was like, "Here, you take it." <laughs> I, I, Frank, I'm watching the tape. I can't figure out on the other ones where he's throwing to. Well, it might be a little like Penn State. I mean, you know, with Michael Penix, it's not that he was getting sacked. A lot of times, I don't know if the rush was even right there, but it was almost like he was, you know, there gets to be a little bit of an intimidation factor, and then sometimes you get in the head of a quarterback maybe, and he starts making plays he shouldn't. Without you even, without you even, you know, Iowa's got a got a really good defense, and no doubt. it's almost that they got a young kid going in a place that he didn't want to go. So the point I guess I'm making is Sean is not, you know, he has more experience, and you would hope for him and this team that going through what they did in 0 and 5 last year is going to help them in moments like this because yeah. they've been through what Iowa has to give them. Um, a team like that. They've been through the roughest points. They've been through the turnovers. They, you know, mm-hmm. they kind of know what that's about and what that's like. Kid like that in Maryland, not so much. You know, so right. you hope Sean. You know, you would think Sean and, and, and you know, could handle maybe that a little bit better. Because sure. the, the first the first twenty six plays that Iowa ran defensively, you know what all mm-hmm. twenty six had in common. They rush four the entire time and not once blitzed. Well, that's impressive, that? huh? I mean, I sat there and went, okay. Yeah, I mean, every once in a while they bring somebody up and it looked like they were going to do something, dropped them off every right. single time. They they went 4-7 the entire time. When you're plus 12 giveaway takeaway, which they are, and you have given up only 58 points, which is true, and you have 68 points off of turnovers. <laughs> Those right. are mind-boggling numbers through five games, Frank. Well, it, it is. So if, you, if you're if you more careful with the football, and you have then, if you're Penn State, you have Jordan Stout as your punter, I think you can make Iowa's offense. You test them, and you make them work for it, right? They haven't had to work for it as nearly True. as much. That's a good point. And I'm not sure that their offense, they don't have – the overall weapons that Penn State does, and whether they're efficient or not. So if you have to make them work more for their yards down the field, that could be a huge benefit because they haven't they have not had to do that. The um, yeah, because the average drive start on Friday night was their own forty six. There they started six drives in Maryland territory. Now, it's not as if, they, you know, they don't have the capability going the length of the field. They do have seven drives this year, 70 yards or better. But still, to your point, and that's a really good point, Frank, the offense has been given incredible short fields to work with because of their defense. Well, and Penn State, I think, is better than most teams at that because, well, 
their defense is is good, of course, but they also their 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 punter's been excellent. Yes, I mean there's not been many by, better than Jordan Stout, not just on distance, but really in a lot of ways his placement um, as well, and not giving guys a chance to return the ball and making that you know making giving Penn State's defense a long field to work with. That's that could be huge in this game yeah. coming up. For sure. No, no question. Frank, always a pleasure. It was great to see you on uh, Saturday. Yes, you as well, Steve. Thanks for having me on, too. Love to talk to you. Same here, Frank. You're the best. Thank you. All right.